0: All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 216 of the world famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Welcome back, boys and girls. Welcome back to the uh, Surf Report bunker located deep, deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. <laughs> sometimes I, I almost, I'm out of the habit of saying that and I forget sometimes. But anyway, I um, hope you guys are doing well. I hope all is well. Today I get to go back to work in normal clothing. It's something, something we take for granted. Well, I take it for granted. I, I'm, not, I'm not qualified to. Speak for all of humanity, <laughs> but I take it for granted. You just go to work and you wear what you want to wear, wear whatever wear, where what wear what you want to wear, <laughs> and um, that for me, that's a pair of jeans, some sneakers, a button-up shirt, and that's that's good, you know, and it's comfortable, and that's what I that's what people uh, you know they're expecting me to wear. And that's you know, and you you do that every day, and you don't even think about it. It's it's but it's it's a great thing, it, it it's a privilege because yesterday there were people in town, big wigs, high rollers, big shots, from out of town, and they they required us to to dress up a little bit, you know, and and, and on top of that. Not only did we have to wear the fancy pants, but they also wanted the supervisors to wear these specific uh, 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 polo shirts made out of some shitty petroleum based I don't know it's like some thin, hideous uh, I don't know what I don't even know. it's like something it just, it, it's, it's, it's not flattering. I don't think anybody anybody wearing one of these shirts. Would look good in it, and especially not a man of my uh, stature, you know? I mean, I don't need something that suctions to your torso nobody wants that and nobody needs it. And, um, and I was like, Oh my God. So I was like having panic attacks when I was like, about like, I can't, I can't wear that. They gave me one of these shirts and it was so fricking skin tight. I felt like I was like, I had a sausage casing. It was like I was, I was wearing a sausage casing. And, um, I, I went to a woman, the keeper of the shirts. I said, you have anything bigger than this? I can't wear this. She goes, Jeff, these are very, they run very large. I said, I don't think, I don't think you understand the situation. I mean, you know, I don't think there's anything that, you know, I don't think there's anything that you have in stock that's going to be too large. You know what I'm saying? So she gave me the largest one and I'm not going to say what it is because it's embarrassing. So she gave me the largest shirt that they have in stock and um, it wasn't as bad as the other one I had. But it wasn't good. It was like, you know, it was like hugging my love handles. <laughs> my man tits were like very prominent, you know. It's hideous. You know, I saw myself, like I was walking into the building. They have these big, you know, one, you know, these big windows. They're basically mirrors because you can see out of them, but you can't see in them. You know, one of those deals. So I'm walking into the building past these giant mirrors. And I was like, oh, my God, look at that. Look at that. That is horrible. That is a hideous. What has happened? How did this, how did such a thing happen? <laughs> so I was uncomfortable. I was pissed. You know, I was like hot. It was like hot and I was miserable. So then um, the, the the big wings walked through there and they did their tour and they, they had all this stuff. And everything, I guess everything went well. By 530, they were gone. And I went back. I, I, I hightailed it to my car. And I just swapped out shirts. I took that shirt off and put on a a button-up. I kept the fancy pants, but I, you know, those those weren't really the problem. It was that shirt, that hugging, that petroleum-based, hideous. Why do people think? What's wrong with just a cotton shirt, you know, or whatever? I mean, I don't know. This is like some kind of like synthetic. It's real thin. It's hideous. People love them. People, People. People are like, I see other people wearing them, so I should wear them too. No, they look hideous on everybody. All right, so today I get to go back wearing my normal clothes, and that's a privilege. I mean, when you take away these things that you don't even know, you don't even remember or realize are a privilege, then it makes you appreciate them, you know? So today I can return wearing normal clothes again, and that is like a like a weight lifted off me you know nobody wants to see that no and i don't want to uh all right (laughs) the other night saturday night tony and i well during the day we noticed that our neighbors the half shirts papa half shirt mama half shirt uh were they had all kinds of decorations up around their pool they have a nice fancy ass in in ground pool and everything and, um, they had all kinds of, I don't know, they had like something that said tiki bar and all, you know, all this, you know, all this stuff they bought over at the, uh, probably party city or something. It looked like they were prepping for a, for a big throwdown over there. Sometimes they have these parties over there and generally it's like, I mean, they're, they're probably pushing 70. Those two, they have two sons that are, I don't know, late twenties, early thirties. I don't know. But, um, Generally, it's like family. I think so. It's a bunch of cackling old ladies. that get over there and they get all tipsy and start sh- sh- shrieking deep into the night. That's annoying, but you know, whatever. It, ha- it happens like twice a year. Eh, just roll with it. You know, whatever. Uh, they hate us. They probably call the police on us, but uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, uh. Anyway, so so they were they, they were prepping for a throwdown over there. We could tell, and then we we sat down to watch Downton Abbey. I don't need any hey, I don't need any uh I don't need any judgment we're 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 getting ready to watch downton Abbey and um there's people down there. we noticed that there it was a mixture it wasn't it wasn't a bunch of old people it was a mixture of old people and uh youngsters so I don't know if this had something to do with one of the kids i don't know I don't know what the the root of the of the party was. But there's a whole bunch of people down there, and and a lot of them were young, younger than normal, right? Maybe in their twenties, late twenties, something like that. And uh, so, you know, they're down there hooting and hollering, drinking and stuff. That's whatever. That's fine. We had the air conditioner. We turned the air conditioner on to try to drown some of it out. Next thing you know, right after they got all liquored up, they fire up a karaoke machine, right? And they start singing into this amplifier, like into some kind of amplification device, drunken shouting of, of, of popular songs. and it just kept going on and Tony was pissed. you know she was like, I'm calling I'm gonna call 911. <laughs> I said, no, don't do that. I said, we, they already hate us. there's already a war. She goes, well they would call on us. I said, we don't need to be you know acting like them to prove some kind of point. I said, just roll with it. I said, she she goes, if it. I tell you what, if it's if they're still rocking out there after 11, if it's 11:01, I'm calling. I said, all right, whatever, pull some kind of arbitrary number. I said, all right, well, we don't need we don't need any more aggravation. Let's just, I mean, this is just a neat, We can't we couldn't watch TV. We had to, um, we did turn the we did turn the air conditioner off to try to watch that Downton Abbey episode. But we couldn't because they're over there like shouting into a into an amplifier, drunken shouting. And um, I, I hit play, or no, I hit record on my phone at one point. This is, all right, I'm going to play a little clip for you right here. This is, I was sitting in my living room, all right? We're in our living room. The windows are open. You know, we open the windows because um, we have to turn the air conditioner. Ah, it's a long, long story, but... We can't hear the TV if the air conditioner's on, or we have to turn it up to like forty-six or something. I have to turn the volume up to like forty-six. Here, so we when we're watching something, we turn the TV off, or God, we turn the air conditioner off. Yeah, when we're watching TV, we generally turn the TV off. That's the way we. That's just the way we do it. Hey, whatever. So we turn the air conditioner off. And we open the windows because you know it gets hot in there, and stuffy, like real fast. So. So we're sitting in there and it's uh, the windows are open and they're in out there shouting into their amplification device. And uh, here's a little this is from my this is from my uh my 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 TV watching chair. I just hit record on my phone and, and check this out.
1: This tonight.
0: Tonight like
1: I don't want to let you go to see the light Take me home tonight, this honey just like
0: Ronnie
1: I don't want to let you go to see the light Take me home tonight,
2: this and honey just like Ronnie Be my little baby
0: Can you see why Tony's pissed. I mean, it was loud. At some point, she goes, "I'm just gonna go to bed. The hell with this. I'm just gonna go upstairs into the bedroom and go to bed and turn the air conditioner on and drown it all out." And I said, "I'm gonna go downstairs and watch the watch the baseball game." So we just kind of like abandoned the living room because that's where that's where you get in the brunt of it. The boys are I don't know where they were, and um, Tony went to bed, and I was down in my office watching baseball. And then um, I went up there at 11 o'clock, and, um, you know, right before 11 o'clock, and they were still out there. They were like, a little bit a little bit softer now, a little bit softer now. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You know, yeah, they're doing a shout out there. That's what they, so anyway. Um, so that happened. Tony was pissed. She was going to call the police, and, um, eh, talked her out of it. Did I, did I do the wrong thing what's your opinion on that I don't, we don't need to ampl- you know we, we don't we don't need to amplify this thing what is it, amplify we don't need to escalate this thing right we don't need to escalate this thing the other day i we went to backyard Alehouse, house first time in a while it's great we just went and had two beers each and um, some uh, what do you call it uh, chips homemade chips and dip and uh, it was fun you know and there was this there was this group of asian folk Sitting next to us, rip roaring drunk, you know, they were wearing like all kinds of hats. They were wearing novelty hats and stuff. I don't know what was going on. They were loud, and um, it was fun. It was a party atmosphere. It was good stuff. We don't get to, we don't go out much anymore. I don't know why, but uh, we went there in the early afternoon, maybe like like four thirty or so. It was fun. Saturday. That was that was before the uh, karaoke party. So uh, yeah, we actually went out of the house. And had fun over at the uh, Backyard Ale House. If you're ever in Scranton, that's the place to go. And by the way, I had a, uh, let's see, I had a Zombie Dust IPA from Three Floyds Brewing. Excellent. One of the best beers in the world. And then I, I rolled the dice on a, um, what it? what's that thing called? New Trail. It's out of uh, central Pennsylvania. New Trail Brewing. Some kind of IPA i would never heard of before. Eh, didn't really, I love all the new trail stuff but this one had it was brewed with wheat. I'm not a big fan of the wheat beer. It was an IPA which means it was hoppy but it had it was made with wheat. Eh, well I, it's not something it was like I think it was called Headlamp New Trail Headlamp IPA. I'll never get that again. I mean it wasn't terrible but It wasn't great. And uh, the other day, I got a a shingles vaccine. I was told by the person who gave me the shingles vaccine that I will almost certainly have side effects. In fact, she told me, she has never met anybody who did not have side effects. And I said, what kind of side effects are we talking about? She said, achy, you know, run down, real tired. I said, all right. Well, thanks for the boat of confidence. It sounds great. She goes, well, it's only, It only lasts for a day, and then you're good. So I found out that uh, that uh, I have to have another. I have to have a second shot in two to six months, and it's good for life. That's the good. After that, it's good. You're good forever. I'm 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 afraid of shingles. I don't I don't want to get that. That's that's something that scares me. So um so I got the shot and um, had no side effects. Felt perfectly normal, so I don't know. I didn't have any side effects on the COVID vaccine either. I don't know, but um, and I know somebody who was like, I was praying for death, I was pleading for death <laughs> after getting the COVID vaccine. I was like, oh, that's a little dramatic, but uh, hey, whatever. I didn't have anything. I didn't have any. I didn't have any side effects at all on either of the COVID shots. I haven't had. I didn't have any side effects on the shingle shot, the first one anyway. We'll see what happens with the second one. That thing might knock me out, might take me out, might, might put me on my ass. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. You had the shingles vaccine, man. I don't. I'm. I'm it's an old man thing or an old person thing. You have to be 50 to get it. I think. And um, but I, I don't like that. I had chicken pox. I had all that shit. I mean, when I was a kid, everybody had everything. It felt like like measles and mumps. <laughs> All this stuff, chicken pox, all this stuff. I don't know. I had all of it. I feel, and um, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want that stuff to come. That shit's laying dormant in me. You know, maybe in the love handles. Maybe the, the chicken pox is laying dormant in my love handles, and it, it could spring back to life and take me out. I don't. I don't need that shingles. So, I got the vaccine the other day. I didn't have any. It didn't. Didn't. You know, I had no side effects. All right. Um, there's There's this group that I follow on Facebook called Vintage Ads. And basically what it is is people just post, like, old ads from, like, magazines, newspapers and stuff from, you know, I mean, some of it's as new as maybe, like, the 80s. But it goes all the way back to like, I don't know, it goes back to the 1800s. You know, people just post old ads on there. And I think a lot of the people on there are like, uh, like you know, older folk who are just, you know, like the nostalgia of it. A wholesome nostalgia, like walk down memory lane or whatever. And then there's a mixture of like, uh, you know, internet just standard internet assholes, you know? So there's, like, all these, like, uh, comments on there that are, like, you know, pushing the envelope. And um, there was this one. Uh, this killed me. So there, these people are always going at it. It's like, why would you say such a thing? This thing is full of filth. <laughs> this group is full of people that need to be in mental institutions and all this stuff. I don't know. It cracks me up. But um, so there was this uh, ad on there. It said it was from 1941. And it showed this girl uh, serving this boy. They look like, I don't know, teenagers or something. Um, it, it said it was pineapple juice, but it looked white. It looked like milk. I was like, what the? It was like these glasses. She had a tray, and she had these two glasses on it. And it looked like they were full of milk. But it was an ad for uh, pineapple juice. Like, really weird. And, um, and then it said... Jesus, you always have the greatest ideas, or something like that, right? So, there's all these comments <laughs> you can you can imagine. And one of them was like, "I bet he," uh, like one of the very first comments says, "I bet I bet that guy sneaks peeks at her while she's in the shower," <laughs> you know? And um, and these people are like, w- "What is wrong with you people?" You know, what is uh, this is a wholesome beautiful ad from a, from a wonderful era, and you guys have to turn it into something filthy. It's like they're going at it. It's, it was hilarious. And um, it's like, what kind of degenerate, kind of a weird mind you, you should really, you should seek help. You people should seek help. And it's hilarious seeing these people go back and forth. Every time they post it doesn't matter what the ad is for somebody turns it into something twisted and, and filthy. <laughs> you know? And of course that makes me. I think it's hilarious. I don't know. I mean, uh, I I just like to see the uh, the dynamic in the comments, uh, and it's it's highly entertaining because uh, you got a bunch of I don't know. It seems like they're uh, like little old ladies, like old librarians or something. I don't know, on there just taking a walk down memory lane. Then you got these you know these twisted, filthy you know, <laughs> internet rats you know on there making these up. Uh, Comments. Oh, it's great. It's, I love it. It's, it's like one. Of, it's one of my favorite things in the world at this point. So, um, so yeah. And then um, finally, before I get, I have a couple of calls i want to get to. But uh, finally, the last thing I wanted to bring up. I'm reading. I started this book. I told you I finished Tom Sharpling's uh, memoir. Excellent. And um, I just started a new book called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Have you ever heard of this? Oh man, I got this thing from Kindle it came out i don't know maybe like a year year and a half ago and i put it on my uh wish list i finally got it for like 299 you know you got to watch you got to lay and wait and um, every once in a while if 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 you're if you're patient enough it'll go down to 299 for a day or it might be a dollar 99 and then it'll go right back up the reason they do that is they sell a whole bunch of them when it's 299 it bumps them up the charts, and a lot of people shop off charts. Like they go in there and they see in a category like uh, I don't know, mil- so this is military style stuff, you know, military memoir, and they'll look at a chart, the top ten. And if if you get bumped up into the top ten, then people will buy it, you know, at full price. So there's a reason, there's a marketing reason why they lower the prices on these books for a day. And it's, it's and that's the reason. So, but if you but if you're smart and you're patient, and you just wait it out, you can get really good books for uh, cheap on there. And I got that you know a while back. So I started reading that. The story, the, the whole premise of this is it's a true story about this guy. He he, he was this is in 1968. He's in um, he grew up in New York City with a bunch of you know a bunch of friends. And there, a lot of his buddies are over in Vietnam, fighting in Vietnam, right? And um, so he's at the bar one night um, with 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 some people, and uh, they're like, you know, we should somebody should go over there and and give each one of those guys a beer, like hand each one of those guys a beer, give them a big hug, and say we support you. You know, this is drunken talk. You know, stuff that you do when you're you're drinking. It's like somebody comes up with this idea somebody should go over there, go to Vietnam, a war zone, a vicious war zone and, and track down these guys, our friends, our, our our buddies our you know our brothers and hand them a beer from back home, you know, give them a big hug you know so the guy's like, I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so that's what the story's about. The guy literally went the guy who wrote the book, he literally went to Vietnam and and tried to track down. He had a list of of guys that they were, you know, from from the old neighborhood, and and he went into into the war zone and, and tried to track these guys down as a civilian in an active war. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a true story, supposedly. I mean, it's I mean. It, it's, it's presented as a true story and nobody's nobody said it isn't. So anyway, that is that, that's an insane story. I'm about fifty percent of the of the way into this thing. It's really well written and funny and um, it's insane. The guy's like a con man. He can talk himself out of you know, he, he can go in there and just like talk himself. And he's a bullshitter, you know, and um, it's really good, excellent. And um, this he I'm about halfway through and he's already tracked down three of his guys. <laughs> and the description of when they when they meet him, you know, or when they when they see him they're like what the what are you doing here? what a you know like, it's like their mind can't even process what's going on, you know. They're in Vietnam and the guy shows up with a you know, with a backpack full of beer, you know. Anyway, good book, the greatest beer run ever. Highly recommended. And now I have a couple of uh, a couple of calls that came in over the old Surf Report Hotline, and the first one's from Patrick, our old or our old friend Patrick, and here it is.
1: Hey Jeff, this is Patrick from Memphis checking in again. Uh, this is in response to what Ian said about how you don't have any shred of Scottish blood if you're into downtown downtown Abbey or whatever it was. I've I've never seen the show, but I'm going to assume that it's British or has something to do with England. And a a good friend of mine is from Glasgow, and uh, he hates, absolutely hates anything British or English. I mean, he he's your typical Glaswegian, watches the Celtic games. His sister sends him iron brew in the mail. Ian knows what I'm talking about, but he hates it. So i can I can kind of back that up i mean I, I don't know never seen it. I asked him what the deal was. he said he was still mad about something that happened in like thirteen eighty or something. he explained it to me one day, but I don't get it maybe Ian can kind of fill you in on that but uh I can kind of cooperate uh what Ian had to say about uh hating the English anyway keep it up man. It's hilarious I'll uh check it again later thanks. All right, so when
0: Ian when Ian was was told me that I if I like Downton Abbey, I don't have any Scottish blood in me. I thought he was uh, I thought he was attacking my manhood. <laughs> it's like a real Scottish man would not watch something like that. Maybe it has something to do with it's very British. Is that right? I need to get I need to get clarification. I don't understand the source of his criticism. You know and his insults i need to i need to i need to check in with ian and get and figure out what's going on here i I, that didn't occur to me i assumed because when tony told me about downton abbey she goes i think you'd like it and i said i don't think i said i just i don't understand why you would think that because i don't there's nothing about that 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 has you know i mean i there's nothing about it that seems like it would be. She goes, "What? You, you don't? You don't even know what it is?" I said, "Well, it's set in the 1920s. People are wearing like, you know, costumes. It's a very costumey show. It seems like it might be like some kind of like a soap opera type thing. None of these things are uh, fall under the heading of of of, of things Jeff K would like. You know." So I don't know so but then I ended up loving it so I don't know but anyway so I don't know what the sort I assumed that it was because I assume it seems like something I mean I don't want to be this way. it seems kind of a like a chick show you know and I, I don't really you know, I'm not really like that but you know, it seems like some kind of a something that the ladies would like not really a, a something that the men would like so much like you know. And uh, I assumed that, that that was the source of Ian's uh, criticism of me. I need to get clarification. I need Ian to call in um, and and clarify uh, what he was thinking there. <sighs> All right? But um, thank you, Patrick. I, I appreciate the input. And your, uh, your friend there seems like, uh, yeah, knows how to hold a grudge. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But uh, maybe it, maybe it's justified. I don't. I have no idea. But um, anyway, thanks for calling, Patrick. Call again whenever you want to. I appreciate it. The next call is from Charlie in Virginia. And here
2: it is. Jeff, Charlie from Virginia. Northern Virginia, I should say. Hey, a couple of things. I agree with you on the Google ad. It's nothing but politics stuff, political stuff. Every time I turn around, uh, you know, it's just, I didn't, I, it's clickbait and I get tired. I, I'm tired of it too. So I just want to get my entertainment. That's all I want. I want the fine entertainment like I'm getting from the West Virginia Surf Report podcast. So second thing, wedding cost. I work with a woman, or I worked with a woman, who I believe spent about $100,000 on a wedding. I did not stutter, $100,000. I... Do not know if she's still married. I don't know how to word my money. I, it was an amazing wedding from what I pictures I saw, but it was that's a hundred, that's a house painted. That's a house. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of cheddar. Um my wife and I got married back in 2000, um, it was a pretty small ceremony. We had it at a hotel, and uh, I don't think we paid more than $15,000 for the whole thing. We even had a, 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 a full, you know, Open bar, for which all my friends took well advantage of. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, I only had a few drinks, but a lot of my friends billied up to the bar and put a herd on it, so, which is good. But you know, fifteen—I think seventeen thousand was the total for our complete wedding. Uh, we did get married, uh, both my wife and I. Well, I am Catholic, my wife is Catholic as well, but we were, since we weren't getting married in a church, we couldn't have a we couldn't have a priest hilarious. However, I found an excommunicated priest who was also a, who was also able to do weddings, and was an officer of the courts in or another, and he signed off on our wedding. So it was kind of a Catholic wedding, Catholic light ish. Nonetheless, it was a good wedding, and we're still married. You know, 21 years later, she's still married to me. I don't know why. And we spent our honeymoon in Cabo San Lucas, uh, and that was actually. The, the beginnings of our travels based on the internet, and that was fun. We booked the hotel off the internet. That was the first time I've ever had ever done something like that. But this is back in 2000, so you remember what the internet was like back then. We get to the hotel. We fly in a Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. We rent a car. We drive from the airport to Cabo San Lucas, which is about 45 minutes away. And I go to the address where the hotel's supposed to be. And it's this parking lot with all these fishing boats, and I'm panicking. I'm in a true sweat panic. It's about 11:30 at night. It's my wife and I. I, You know, we're in the middle of this foreign town, and it's dark. And I'm driving around this parking lot looking for a hotel. This is the address that they gave me. So I'm driving around the parking lot of this of this basically for fishing boats, looking for this hotel that I booked on the internet. By the way, I've already paid for it on the internet. Use my credit card, the whole nine bits, and I'm in a panic. At the end of the parking lot, there's a trellis at the, with this vines growing over it. So we drive through there, thinking I it, it was unlit. It was no no signage or anything. And as, as as we drove through there, it started getting darker and more jungly looking, and just you know overgrown with you know vines and bushes and roses and whatnot. And as you get to the end of the the trellis, or the end of the the tunnel, if you will, the get-grassy tunnel. It was a beautiful hotel. Oh, my God, Jeff. For a brief moment, I was in sheer panic, uh, and once we got through that, it was pretty cool. The hotel was actually pretty cool. We ate breakfast there. Uh, Nothing was food. There wasn't a whole resort or anything, but we ate breakfast every day in the room, and I got the bill, and, and great breakfasts, you know, pastries, coffee, eggs, bacon, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh juice every morning. And at the end of the hotel stay, I figured the you know the room service bill might be a couple hundred dollars. It was in New Mexico in 2000. The room service bill with tip was $52 for 7 days. That's every breakfast and I even left a $20 tip for the maid, you know, on the on the you know on, in the room. We were amazed Anyway, Jeff, thanks a lot. Great report. Uh thanks for doing this as a great show. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks,
0: Charlie. Great great story. I've never been to Mexico, but I, I I would be you know I don't know. I'm probably like some kind of bumpkin when it comes to this, but I just that forty five minute drive, like you rented a car and drove forty five minutes, I like I'm afraid I'd be like stopped by like uh, the Federalis. Like taken to, to jail on some trumped up, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, that's the kind of stuff. That's but that's probably what like people from other countries think about America. As soon as you get off the, as soon as you get off the airplane, somebody's going to shoot you or something. You know, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I've never been down there, and um, that I would, I could feel. I could feel. Your pain when you're talking about you go to the address. It's all done on the internet, and you go to the address, and this is like a this is like a parking lot or something, or a place where they store boats or something. Yeah, I, I would panic. But um, it sounds like it was a great place, and um, you said fifteen, seventeen thousand dollars. That's too much for me, but it's a lot lower than some of these other people. I keep hearing stuff like, uh, you know, I said uh, like somebody that tony talked to I said what can you do with $15,000 you can't have a wedding $15,000 that $15,000 good lord man that's a waste of money you know i mean i don't know it's my opinion but um you know i mean you you, you sound like you guys had a good time and the trip sounded fantastic and um that was a great story i appreciate that and your google your google news i'm glad you uh, feel the same way i don't need all that if i go on there i don't need to be fed a bunch of politics and i didn't sign up for politics why are you forcing that down my throat you know i don't want that and that other one that smart news or whatever the hell that is that thing's trash and you can't get it off your phone have you ever tried... I mean, I, I, I downloaded that thing because I thought it might be better than Google News, you know? I don't know, I got sucked in. There was, like, some kind of ad or something. They used to advertise it on TV, smart news. And um, that thing's garbage, you know? It's just feeding you with, like, all kinds of stuff from, um, you know, sketchy news sources and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. And then I I... I, I, I I deleted it off my phone, and it reinstalled. I think it's on there now. I never look at it, but it's on there. Ugh. But anyway, thank you for uh, thank you for calling, Charlie. I enjoyed the story. I could feel I could feel the anxiety. <sighs> it sounded great though, man. You know, like breakfast in your room every day? Ah, the beautiful, beautiful Mexico, like on the beach. That sounds great. Ooh. All right. We're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. And if you want to call in like uh, like Patrick and Charlie did, it's easy to do. We have a number set up for you. The number, 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151. You can call that thing 24 hours a day because it's just voicemail. It's, it's Google Voice is what it is. I don't know how it works, but it's slick. It's a slick thing, man. People call in there; it sends me a, uh, gives me an MP3 file of the call, it gives me it emails me a transcript, which is always wrong. The thing's like, I mean, they need to up their game on that transcript, man. That thing's a mess. It's like, what the, you know. But um, they, you know, you can get a general idea of what the call's about. By the transcript And it's pretty cool It's slick And you can just pick Your own telephone number You can go in there And choose the area code You want You know And uh, there's uh, Several uh, Phone numbers To choose from Just pick one And use it The one I chose (sighs) 570-290-8151 Give me a call And If you want two of these a week Instead of a measly one Patreon.com Is the key to happiness. If, you, if that would make you happy, which I don't know why it wouldn't, two episodes a week instead of a measly one, head on over to patreon.com. That's p a t r e o n P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation and you'll get an extra episode of this podcast every week. $4 a month? I mean, you can, you can donate more if you want, but at $4... It'll unlock that extra episode every week. There's a whole bunch of them already recorded. And as soon as you sign up, you have access to them. So you have like, I don't know, like a hundred additional episodes that you've never heard before. You could go in there and start listening to those things right now. So, patreon.com slash Jeff K. And if you want to send me an email, you can fire that son of a bitch off to... SurfReportPod at gmail.com and surfreportpod.com is the new website I set up for uh, the podcast. It's a one-stop shop where all things podcast is located. It's at surfreportpod.com. And finally, the ten dollar scratch off project. I hit uh, I I won twenty bucks this weekend. I'm still down one thirty. So it's not, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, it's better than zero. So I, I paid 10 120 So, eh, a little bit of progress. One step forward, five steps back. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I still have, I'm still just barely past the halfway mark on this thing. Maybe I'll hit $1,000 one of these days. And then I'll be, it'll guarantee that I won for the whole year. We'll see. I'm going to do it for 52 weeks. It's not going too great right now. But, uh, you know, still a long ways to go. And that's it. We're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you soon over on the Patreon side. And until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. to work and you wear what you want to wear, wear, whatever, wear, wear what what you want to wear.